Hello, this is FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ahmad Khan of CNET. Former Super Smash Bros. player and the most awarded athlete of all time, Gonzalo Zero Barrios, posted a video last week detailing his return to content creation. In 2020, allegations were levied against Zero for behaving inappropriately with Jacqueline Jisoo Cho when they were living together in a gaming-slash-content creation house called The Sky House. Other allegations included sexually abusing or harassing multiple women at the Sky House. Cho was underage at the time. After the allegations were made, Zero stepped away from the Smash community and content creation. In 2021, he filed a defamation suit against Cho. Posts that Cho made have now been deleted. In his video, Zero says he's not wanting to relive the incident and wants to go back to making Smash videos. He's also calling on his fans to spread the hashtag UnbannedZeroTwitch, which aims to have his Twitch ban reversed. Returning to the show is reporter Jacob Wolf of Overcome. Jacob, it's great to have you back on the show after so long. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Uh, so, Jacob, there's a lot to kind of unravel here, but let's start maybe with some background, right? So, while the, all this drama is happening on Twitter, a separate drama is happening in the courts. Uh, when Zero files this defamation suit, he files it with essentially uh, four complaints of defamation, but the judge was not hearing three of them due to uh, kind of a weird wonky situation that occurred because of the pandemic. Can you give us a bit more detail? Yeah, so during the pandemic, and there's been a lot of adverse effects around this, the Los Angeles County Court, which I've done a lot of reporting on, instituted a series of different laws and measures to be able to get a lot of cases either trimmed down or be able to move them outside the court. So I was recently reporting on another incident that was happening in LA County Court between Play Versus, a high school esports organizing company, and a former employee who alleged that they fired her after she disclosed her pregnancy. Right. That case was also moved outside of the court. It was moved to a third-party group that mitigates on behalf of the court, uh, comprised of volunteer lawyers who understand labor issues, and those, those parties just actually settled yesterday. Uh, which I was mm. reporting on. In this specific case, there was a sort of special ruling instituted during the pandemic that w severely limited the statute of limitations regarding uh, defamation claims and other claims as well. And that was enacted in 2020. And because Zero had not filed this case exactly one year after uh, Jisoo made these claims, or it was a little bit more than a year. She made the claims in July, uh, July 2nd, July 3rd, and July 5th of 2020. Ultimately, he had up until October 1st, 2021 to file the suit. He did not file the suit until November 19th, 2021, which gave him the inability to actually bring those, even though he brought them in the original complaint, they were eventually struck from the case. The final allegation here that she ultimately heard, and the one that was kind of the most pertinent, was from a tweet that Jisoo uh, had made in April of 2021, in which she made two different allegations. One, that Zero had flown out a minor to a hotel to perform sexual acts with him, and then another that he had allegedly solicited sexually explicit pictures from a 14-year-old girl. So that one was allowed to move forward because she made that in tweet in April on April 28, 2021, and he had filed within the statute of limitations, even under the emergency laws, to pursue that one. Hmm. It, it, I'm trying to get a sense of this. I mean, who here, I guess, was lucky in this situation? Was it uh, Jisoo for having uh, for having Zero, you know, miss this filing deadline? Or was it Zero for not having to like, go through all this litigation? I don't think either of them are particularly lucky, to be honest. I would say that there were certain things that Jisoo 
said that were provably false. One which mm-hmm. she has apologized for, which was uh, she had exaggerated the age gap between Barrios and now his spouse, uh, Vanessa, and said that they were further in uh, further apart in age than they actually are, and sort of imp- implied in saying that that he had preyed on her as a minor. Um, uh, Jisoo in her statement, which they both posted this past week, uh, has her apologizing for saying that, even though that wasn't a part of the case long term. That was one of the things that was struck from the case, actually. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the, you know, that that one would have been pretty easily easily provable that that was incorrect and that that was defamatory, I believe. Um, in the case of Jisoo, you know, she was defending herself and having to pay an attorney to defend herself throughout this entire case and she had spoken a lot publicly when the case was initially filed and over time that this was costing her a lot more money than she had liquidity wise so i think that uh ultimately nobody was going to win here um because those three claims that he filed were outside the statute of limitations jisoo prevailed in court on an on the special motion to strike and he was actually going to owe her money for attorney's fees for essentially wasting her and her attorney's time uh, to uh, by bringing three claims that were not ultimately not admissible, something that his the court says his lawyer and he should have known based off of the mm. you know very well publicized uh, you know, special enactment that was made during the COVID period of time. So uh, everybody was going to lose money here in some capacity, and ultimately the two parties just decided to settle it. Yeah, I think one uh, kind of clarification that needs to be made for uh, if you read comments on Zero's YouTube video is people are almost feeling as if this was an innocent verdict when in reality it was more of just like we all just kind of want to wipe our hands with this and move on with our lives um I I, I do you think I mean the way that Zero has been framing it do you think it is kind of painting it as um I'm scot-free and that I should be allowed back into the community yes I think that a lot of people don't understand the difference between a civil case and a criminal case. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people that said, well, if he actually did that, he would have gone to jail. That's not what this was. This was a civil case that has nothing to do with the criminal justice system in any sort of way. It's a totally different track inside of the court system mm-hmm. in which he was suing her for allegedly defaming him about certain things. And ultimately, what's truly shocking to me, and this is what I tweeted yesterday, is that he did not explicitly ever deny that he had solicited pictures from a minor. I don't know for certain if he did that or not, but that was one of the allegations that she made. And in a declaration that he had to submit to the court, he never said that. What he said in, in fact was quote, Jisoo said that I sought to fly a minor on a plane to meet me in a hotel for sexual gratification purposes. That statement was false. I have never asked a minor to fly on a plane to meet me in a hotel for sex. Close quote. That is what he said when he was Mm -hmm, pressed. mm -hmm. And if he lies in court, then obviously there are other penalties to that. That becomes a whole different thing in itself. But he didn't address the the alleged sexual explicit uh, sexually explicit pictures that he solicited allegedly Mm -hmm. solicited from a girl. And I, I think that's really important to to point out because the judge more or less said. You know, we're going to chalk that up to we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt and let that allegation be heard in court if it would have made it that far. Obviously, it did not. It settled before it got to the trial period of things. Mm -hmm. And 
she said, and we're going to chalk this up to a drafting error, but she actually, the judge was pretty strong in her opinion, saying that he could have very firmly denied this and didn't, and mm-hmm. that she found it curious that he did not, mm-hmm. um, but would be giving him the benefit of a doubt. I see, I see. I mean, what kind of punishment would uh, somebody in his situation be looking like if that were to have gone to court? I have no idea. I'm not super familiar with what the... It would depend on a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Jurisdiction would be one of them. Was he living in California when he did that? If he Mm -hmm. was in the Sky House, where was the victim? Where would this be tried? It's, It's a really tough and difficult case. Obviously, I mean, there's no... I think most people know that the criminal justice system police etc are very disconnected from the internet i mean hell we've had in the past two weeks very major streamers in los angeles who have spoken to the police departments be swatted even though they've already spoke to the police department and told them that you know i'm a high profile person this happens to me (laughs) just call me to make sure something's you know something's up um and they just don't do that they just continue to barge into these people's (laughs) houses like there's clearly a huge disconnect between uh what the understanding of like a the, even the Los Angeles Police Department, a very well-funded big department of, of police, has, and what their understanding of how cybercrime, et cetera, works, which is what this would fall under. So, I, I don't know what punishment would would be here if it was found that, you know, if he could prove that he had never solicited, or, or sorry, if he could prove that he never flew out the minor to have uh, sex with him, but couldn't prove that he didn't sexually explicit or if she had if jisoo had evidence to prove what she had said then Mm -hmm. there's a chance that it would just be a lower reducing cost if you know if she defamed him on one thing but not another um but yeah it's it's particularly curious obviously he's glossed over that in his response and you know speaking of that disconnect between maybe what the courts see uh, and uh, what the courts understand about like a person's famous or celebrity especially when that person is online uh when it comes to defamation suits generally if you're considered a public figure let's say president of the united states it's much harder to uh for for the president to claim defamation because of their status in the public eye um and this was a bit uh, uh there was a bit of contention and back and forth between um you know zero's fame overall and his ability to say hey i have been defamed and uh, cho's ability to say well he should expect a level of scrutiny because he's a public figure. Yeah, that was a big point of contention here. One of the big arguments that uh, Cho's lawyer made was that he was a public figure and that the, the bar should be higher. Hmm. And the judge's opinion on that, if you read the special motion to strike ruling, uh, was more or less, clearly this person, Zero, was not famous by mistake. You know, he monetized his fame. He marketed with other people to esports teams etc to become famous he was not a popular person by mistake however she the judge went on to to explain more that just because he was famous in the super smash brothers community or the esports community doesn't mean he cleared the bar of being a famous person in the court system (laughs) and that was ultimately she allowed because ultimately if the argument that he was so famous that the standard was higher, it very likely would have just been the entire case would be dismissed, would be my guess. But it was allowed to move forward because the judge argued that, you know, clearly he's he is famous, but he's not, like, mainstream media-level famous. Um, mm-hmm. 
some of my articles actually were attached to, uh, by Jesus' lawyer to try to prove that he was mainstream <laughs> famous. Some of the work that I had written about him, like winning championships and stuff at ESPN. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of confusing. But ultimately, it was going to be allowed to move forward as normal. Jacob, so in the last two years, as you were reporting on this, there was a vocal group of people that were maybe feeling that your reporting was unfair to to zero um, and especially a uh, I believe it's a YouTube or a content creator who goes by technicals who was um, creating co- uh, videos that were uh, very defensive of zero uh, how much has that has uh, technicals videos uh, played in I guess not only in, in your own sanity and being able to report but also in uh, zero's ability to kind of walk back onto the scene I think it's played a very significant part I think that the people that are at least a significant part in his ability to walk back into the scene for my own sanity purposes. I mean, it's just a bunch of people flooding my Twitter mentions on whenever he feels like <laughs> tweeting about it um, and tweeting about me relative to this issue. But I try not to let that bother me too much because uh, it's kind of expected when you're an investigative reporter that some people won't like what you're reporting. Hmm. I, I don't think I was in any what unfair in this situation. I tried to reach out to people to talk to me about this and they didn't. And that's, really the best you can do right uh, ultimately the person that did speak to me was sky williams he spoke to me several times at the beginning of last year while i was reporting on a feature for dot esports covering this situation and some of what he said was disputed by more people and didn't back up some of what he said and i think that i did a pretty good job of reporting the situation um more broadly on his ability to walk back in the scene i think that there's clearly alternative motives for people like technicals and others i mean there was a leaked screenshot that technical was brought up during a stream by mistake sometime last year that was more or less him and zero talking over discord text to conspire to get him back in the scene by creating a video mm-hmm. and i think like that should show you the motivations i didn't have that kind of conversation with jisoo or any of the people involved i mean i think part of the audience that have gotten angry with me and and my work think that i'm part of some like smash brothers cabal with Leffen <laughs> and jisoo and others that like conspire to get all these people out um, that logic makes no sense. I, I haven't had a single conversation with Leffen about any of this, uh, to be clear. And in the case of Jisoo, um, she's asked me to write out some stuff for the, uh, for her lawyer and her court system that I denied to do because I thought it was not ethical as a reporter to do that. Mm-hmm. So I did interview her as a subject for a story about this before the lawsuit, but I was not willing to comply with being a part of her defense because I didn't feel that was ethical. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make that clear. I, I don't have a horse in this race. I'm just trying to call it down the middle. And I think, you know, if you followed my reporting, I think that comes across. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that the, the people that truly, like, run Super Smash Brothers tournaments, et cetera, can read between the lines. I mean, I saw Fendrick Lamar uh, yesterday tweeting about this. Um, and, you know, obviously he's highly influential among tournament organizers, et cetera, in the community. I don't think Zero is going to come back to the community, even though uh, he didn't even prevail in this. It's a settlement. It's, you know, sort of spun as a prevail or whatever. But both parties, like I said, both parties are going to lose something here. Um, and he wasn't scot-free by any means. And so to me, I think that there's a, there's a big difference between the people who are really loud and vocal about this on social media versus the people that actually run this business and run mm-hmm. the business of Super Smash Brothers. I think the people in, that run the actual business in Super Smash Brothers are going to be a lot more critical than the, uh, going to be a lot more critical about the situation than necessarily the people that are zero. I mean, or zero fans. A lot of those people wanted to be given a reason to believe him. Um, yeah. And, and they've been given it by certain people, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, so from what I'm hearing, so you don't believe that Zero is going to be uh, walking out at Genesis or these other top tournaments if he chooses to compete again or even come as a spectator. Um, and I mean, it's, it's kind of the same. I mean, while there's no like ban on Jisoo herself, I mean, it, there are his fans that would probably make uh, her appearances in public settings more difficult. I mean, are they both just kind of ostracized in, in, in these weird ways? I would say she doesn't have any motivation to be a part of this community anymore. Mm-hmm. Just from reading between the lines and speaking to her and understanding kind of her mental state. And that's not just related to Zero. She alleges that she was groomed and raped by a person that lived in that house who her roommates later told me was a, a guy by the name of Video Gamer, who is a Super Smash Brothers Melee pro, or was. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never denied that. Every, and some of her roommates even like it admonished or like admit that. And I've seen texts of other people in that house who knew about that when that was going on, which is just sadly disappointing. Some of the more famous and responsible people in that house knew that was going on based off of some of what I've seen, mm-hmm. um, which is highly disappointing because she was a, a minor and he was uh, much, much, much older than her, her. So I think she has zero interest in being a part of the smash community. It, I'm, I'm sure she still has friends that are a part of this community in some, some uh, specific sense, but I don't think she's going to be like rolling up to events and he can talk a big game about wanting to come back to them, but I don't think he's going to be either. Well, I guess as for now, I guess the chapter on this, uh, this incident is closed, but with that, Jacob, uh, thanks for the years of reporting on this, and thank you for returning to the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the .esports podcast network. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and share. To follow Jacob and keep up to date on his reporting, you can find him at Jacob Wolf on Twitter. To follow me and my work over at CNET, you can find me at Imad on Twitter. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week.